Hello everyone and welcome to the Long Time No Guest with Imperial Law Office. This is the fifth episode in this series on insurance law in Nigeria. My name is Abisola Kende and I'm here with my colleague Toluwani Oyedemi. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in again. We have more enlightening information for you today. Alright, so today we'll be talking about the principles of insurance law in Nigeria. We've talked about the general nature of insurance, we've talked about the types, you know. So now we're trying to talk about the principles that guides insurance law in Nigeria. But today we'll particularly be focusing on the principle of utmost good faith in insurance contract and this is also known as Ubereme Fide mm-hmm. and this is this is the hallmark of contracts of insurance. So now CEO can you talk to us on um, what you understand by the principle of utmost good faith in insurance contracts? Yes, in an insurance contract, the insurer as the seller of the products might not have all the information about the property or events that he is insuring against. While the insurer can conduct examination on the subject matter of the insurance before deciding to extend the policy, there are still information that would only be within the knowledge of the insured. So for instance, medical examination may not reveal history of past illness, accident, amongst others. It is on this basis that the insurer requires utmost good faith on the part of the insured. Mm, so that that's actually yeah, fair, it is. right? It, it, is. Is, it is actually fair. I, I, I'm actually thinking that so it means that the insured, you need to be able to talk to the insurer and tell them the All things, the things yeah, they need to know. Yes. Right. And to add to that, insurance is an intangible service that cannot be seen or touched. It is a promise on the part of the insurer to make good the loss incurred by the insured at the occurrence of the insured event. This places an obligation on the insurer to act in utmost good faith and not make false promises during negotiations. He should disclose all the exceptions or limits to the coverage. Oh, that's interesting. So it means that, so are you trying to say that the principle of utmost good faith is required from both parties, the insured and the insurer? Yes, yes it is. Oh, all right. Okay, so if we're going to understand now, what is what exactly is utmost good faith? Mm. So, utmost good faith imposes a positive duty on parties to voluntarily disclose accurately and fully all facts material to the risk being proposed, whether requested or not. The insured must disclose all material facts of the contract which he knows or ought to know would influence the judgment of the insurer in determining whether or not to insure the risk or to demand for a higher premium for the risk. While the insurer has a duty not to conceal material facts relating to the insurance policy. I think according to the the insurance law in Nigeria, there are some facts that should be disclosed. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them would be where the risk exposure is greater than what would be expected from the nature of such risk. Okay, so for instance, where a part of a building is used for storage of inflammable materials, you know, you need to disclose, disclose these things. Yes. Then you also need to disclose external factors that make the risks greater than the you know the ordinary nature or ordinary expectations, yes. right? So, for instance, where the the insured property is located next to a warehouse storing explosives, mm. you need to disclose mm-hmm. these things. Yes, then another thing you need to disclose is the history of the insurance, right? Yeah. So you need to just like what we talked about, like mm-hmm. in medical ex- examination, yes. we will not talk about the past illnesses, yeah. you know. So you have to give details of previous losses and claims, 
you know, or whether there are any instances where other insurance companies have declined to extend coverage on the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Or you also have to disclose the existence of other insurance. Yeah. So, for instance, you have gone to another insurance company mm-hmm. for a coverage. You need to tell them. Yeah. You need to disclose these things. Then you also need to talk about the full details of the subject matter of the insurance, yeah. right? So you want to insure your laptop. Yeah. You need to tell, you tell them details, full yeah. details, right? So it should also be noted that this list is not exhaustive. We're just, just you know, trying to a lot of things you need to disclose. Thank you, BK, for that. There are facts that that need no disclosure actually you know things like facts of law facts which lessen the risk facts of common knowledge facts which could be reasonably discovered facts covered by policy conditions you necessarily don't need to disclose all those facts interesting so the question now is that should be discussed is how can a person breach this principle of utmost good faith Mm, that's a very important one Utmost good faith can be breached by misrepresentation, okay. which could be innocent or intentional. Right. Where it is intentional, it is deemed fraudulent. So, for instance, where a proposer of an insurance policy makes a statement which he knows to be false without belief in its truth or is reckless as to whether it is true or false, oh, that's fraudulent. Right. That's, that's okay. So, I, I think another way would be by non-disclosure. Mm. You know, we just talked about... Disclosing uh, things you should facts, yeah. disclose right yeah. so um um this could also be in, innocent or deliberate but where it is found deliberate you know it is concealment and this occurs where a person knowingly failed to disclose information which would influence the decision of the counterparty yeah. so you know we gave an example of having you want to um give you need a, an insurance coverage for a warehouse yeah. that is beside yeah. the place of they keep you, that they keep explosives and you did not disclose so that's a material yeah. fact yeah. you know so I, I think this this is another way where it can be breached hmm. so there's also a limitation to the application of this principle right. now the insurance act states that where an insurer requires an insured to complete a proposal form or other application form for insurance, the form should be drawn up in such a manner as to elicit such information as the insurer considers material in accepting the application for insurance of the risk and any information actually not specifically required should be deemed not, not to, to be, be material. material. That means when you are filling that form, yeah. you must put questions in such a way that you would be able to elicit the material facts that you need. You need. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you trying to say that where the insured is giving a proposal form to fill, yeah. any information not demanded in the form by the insurer would be deemed like you not deem it as material. Yes, yes. I want to add that a breach of utmost good faith makes the contract voidable and not void. Okay, now the distinction yes, it is the distinction here is that in voidable contract, the innocent party can choose either to continue with the transaction or oh. to repudiate the contract. Yeah, okay. Yes. So but however, the defaulting party does not have such discretion of course yes it's only on the innocent party and the contract is binding on the defaulting party so while the void contract is legal and unenforceable all right all right i think i think our listeners should be able to understand the principle of utmost good faith now and okay so this will be all for our fifth episode on this series Mm -hmm. we hope to have you join us for another episode and we hope you really really learned a lot learned a lot thank you so much 
if you have any question or further inquiry, anything that you need relating to what we have spoken about today, please reach out to us at info at imperiallawoffice.com. Bye, guys. Bye.